Now we got the other biggest story in Tampa Bay sports right here. Chris Youngblood, uh, one of the great leaders of this ensemble cast of the USF Bulls, who will be playing number 24 FAU, the final four participants from last year, on Sunday in a sold-out arena, the Yingling Center. Chris joins us now, and I see that smile on your face, man, and you're like, I, I can't wait to, this, to get in this gym. That's going to be packed to the rafters. What, what's it feel like, man? It's, it's, it's unreal, man, because think about where we came from beginning of the season. We started off the season two and four, and just the stuff that we heard and saw about us, man, and the perseverance we heard we, we, we had to have throughout the season that gets where we out, um, get to where we are now, man. It's pretty impressive. So, I mean, we just got to keep this thing going. Well, what, what did you hear? What did you see? What, what motivated I, you? I, mean, I can't really say too much, but yeah. just know it was very unpleasant things about <laughs> – our program and our coach, but hey, I mean, we we kept it focused, man. It was early in the season, so it was. Well, we didn't take it to a hard, man. We deserved it. We needed it. Was that <laughs> coming from somewhere around Central Florida? I mean, whether it was the UCF Every, fans or whether, everywhere, everywhere around Florida. Well, right? hey, whatever it takes to motivate you, right? Uh, right? Michael Jordan found motivation in a lot of different things. What is what has been? I watched the game the other night against Tulsa, and once again. Um, you guys are, are so unselfish. If it's one thing I, I could say, a few things I'd say about watching you guys play. Number one, you play extremely hard. And I, I love the effort that you give. But the unselfishness is just really fun to watch. You don't see it much in basketball anymore. And in a year, of so many, you have so many new guys, a new coach, new everything. You guys seem like a well-oiled machine. How did, it get, how did the chemistry become so good? Oh, this offseason, man, the um, one thing that our coach preaches, man, being very intentional about your relationships with your teammates because it's a new group. And that was up to, uh, like, being lead, some one of the leaders of the team. That was probably one of my main priorities, man, making sure everybody was intentional about the relationships. And coach always preach, preaches dangerously unselfishness. It's dangerous when nobody cares who gets the credit because we, we have a, a lot of talent on our team. So when nobody cares who gets the credit, man, we're pretty dangerous because that's when we have six, seven people in double figures. It's hard to be any team when you got six, seven people in double, uh, double figures. So, Well, you're a perfect example. Um, last year you were the, uh, the A-Sun or all A-Sun. Um, you were a finalist for the Lou Henson Award. You could have come in here and said, look, I'm going to be a 20-point guy. I'm taking, I'm taking 15, 20 shots a night. And you have that type of talent. You have a great three ball. You have all that, but you don't do that. No. How hard is how how hard is that to, to not do? I mean, naturally, as a player, as a hooper, man, like you work hard. So right. you that's what of course that's what you want to do. But the number one goal is to win. So you're gonna do whatever it takes to win. I know that's not really conclusive to winning, taking 15, 20, 25 shots a game. Like if you look at teams across the country, man, if you got somebody taking 20, 25 shots a game. You you probably all right, but you you're not number one or number two, top three in your conference. So, man, so that's just understanding that we have a lot of talent around this team and just spreading it out evenly, and we make just makes us pretty dangerous and hard to guard and hard to stop. Chris Youngblood joining us here from USF. They'll play FAU on noon uh, on Sunday in the Pack Yingling Center. You guys have had some good crowds this year. Um, mm -hmm. the, this 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 past game, you had about six seven thousand. This is different though. Ten thousand, and it's been a long time since that place has been packed. What's the buzz on campus like? Are people coming up to you? Students coming up to you? Man, hey, I'm going to be there. The students have been great, by the way. Talk a little bit about the vibe you expect on Sunday. The students, the students are unreal because you you don't really understand how many people are on campus until you actually go out 
throughout campus, man. You might go get something to eat, Chick-fil-A or something on the student center. And people keep on coming up to you. And, like, <laughs> to start the year, man, you used to walk through campus freely, man, no, <laughs> unbothered, unbothered. Like, But now, man, the past few weeks, man, it's a little, little bit different. Like, you, you kind of appreciate it, man, because, like, there's just a bunch of nice people that just big-time supporters of USF, the sports period, not just basketball, but just USF. Like, they know everything about you, like where you're from, your stats last year. When I was like, when I was at my old school, I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. So it's just, yeah, it's it's just a high level of appreciation for our fans um, here in South Florida because they're big time. Yeah, you know, your coach Amir Abdul Rahim, first year you came from Kennesaw State. You followed him here. Obviously, you have a special relationship to him. Um, I've been so struck. It was. Um, the, trying to remember the game I was watching. You guys were down 17 um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm looking at him on the sideline. He's smiling. He's smiling yeah. at you guys. I'm like, what, what's wrong with this coach? Like, you're down 17. You're on national television. This is a big game. And he's just like, you guys are talking amongst yourselves in the timeout. He's smiling. I'm like, what the heck's going on? What's he, what was that all about? Like, what's going on in the huddle at that point? Man, I say I say this humbly, yeah. but – like this team, man, we're special. So like, we know at any time, like, we're down seventeen. Let's just down seventeen with three minutes to go, something like that. That's right. when you probably not smiling, but we, we, there's still a lot of game left. Yeah, there was still like late first half. I think. Yeah, man, we're we're fine. Like, <laughs> you you obviously don't want to get in that hole, but with our the way we can stack together some stops on the defense end mm-hmm. and the way we can score the ball, it's kind of hard to really be worried. And plus, yeah. we got a. This might be a new team, but we're we're older and we're experienced. So, like individually, mm-hmm. this uh, each player on this team has either been to the tournament, won championship, or just been in college basketball. So, like this team is, is 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 pretty experienced. So, man, everybody knows not to get rattled. And that's up to coaching, like leaders like me, Jose Placer, Sota Miguel. We can't get rattled because they're kind of looking up to looking at us, like man, how are these people going to act? So. Yeah, it's kind of just leading by example, man. Like if, if we're not we're not getting rattled, we're not on wide eyed and not blinking. Man, it's no, yeah, it's, it's all right. Man. It's plenty of game left. <laughs> you guys are incredible. And uh, one of the young kids, Jaden Reed, uh, your point guard, who made a huge shot in the big win over Memphis. Um, yeah. You've kind of taken him on, uh, under your wing, right? Uh, yeah. Tell me a little about your relationship with him. Yeah, Jaden Reed, man. So like he's when, when I first met him, I'm like, but this, I guess this is what. I never really met anybody from New York for real, and <laughs> just they're different. Like it's a it's a different type of mentality, different type of mojo or confidence about themselves. Yeah, yeah. So at first it comes off as cocky. I don't think I'm better than everybody, but like I see, I see, I saw right through that when I first met him. I was like, man, let's turn this into something good because confidence is good. But like, but sometimes he can get kind of uh, out of hand. Like he can get kind of overboard with the confidence. But it's a it's a good problem to have, with a, especially right. for a freshman. And I knew we was gonna have a good season, so I'm like, man, we're gonna need that confidence. Like, it was, what, what, what game was that? It was a big shot. It, was, it might have been Charlotte game. Might have been mm-hmm. Charlotte. He had a big shot late, big three. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think it was a Charlotte game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and he, and he's celebrating it, but like, he's like, he's not shocked. He's like, man, I do this, and he do has not scored the whole game. That's his first, <laughs> first, first bucket of the game. I'm like, but that's the confidence. That's the confidence that man, people from New York have. And like I just continue him and keep your head up, man. Like, because usually early in the season, man, he'll he like he would have took the shot, 
but he wouldn't have been as confident. I'm like, man, the way you're the way the fresh like freshman years are, man, you're gonna have some games where you might not score the whole game, but you're in a game in the last five, six minutes of the game for a reason. That means we have a lot of trust in you and you, you so you should be confident at all times. Never hang your head over a couple of turnovers early in the game. Like yeah, you gotta turn yeah. over the first media first two medias of the game. That should not affect the rest of your game. Like there's no way. There's too much game left. And you play too many minutes for to let to let it affect you. So just making sure it's keeping his mental right. The basketball part, he he's taking care of that. Like he he his his talent is off the roof. But just making sure just the maturity part of the um of the game is where I'm like most active with him because he he hasn't he's gotten way better, but he still got some room to grow. He's a young player. Chris Youngblood uh, joining us here from USF basketball. They'll play FAU on Sunday at noon, ESPN. Uh they're ranked 24th, obviously final four team. They're coming in here. Um, you guys are 11 and one. You have the inside track at winning this league. A regular season win in this league, I I would have to believe would secure you an at-large bid uh, for the NCAA tournament. Um, and obviously, I'm that's your goal. And you believe yeah. you guys can make that. So talk a little bit about this game against FAU. How big it is, just in terms of the league, and and how confident you are in the matchup. What do you know about them? Uh, this I minute, mean, it, like, it's kind of I don't want to make this game bigger than what it is because at the end of the day, it's still a, a regular smart. season win. Yep. But just keep it real, it's an in-state, it's an in-state game. So you always want to be like the one I go is like you always want to be one of the best teams in the state. So like you, you kind of take that personal, but no, nah, it's at the end of the day, it's still a, a regular season, um, regular season game. And then it's, it's like one of the games you can send a statement because FAU is one of the best, one of the better teams that we're respecting in this league. So you always want to um, send a statement with that. And then what was the, what was the other question? What, what do you? What about the matchup itself? What do you, What do you see oh, from yeah. their team? You've, oh, yeah, you've talent, yeah, ta- yeah, talented team. They got some um, some some talented guards, and we got some talented guards too. So it's gonna be a, it's a good matchup there. Fast paced man, experienced team like like mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Final Four last year. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be one competitive matchup. Now you went to the tournament last year with Kennesaw, right? Correct. Yeah. So you've been to the big dance. Yeah. So what are you telling the the little pups here you're with about? Hey, man, the food's good. Accommodations are nice. It's a, I've covered a lot of them, and I, there's a special uh, kind of body chills that you you get when you walk into an arena for an NCAA tournament. It just it just is. It's a buzz. Uh, what have you told the the young guys about the possibility of making the dance? Yeah, I, it's like the, what I preach to them, man, is the small things to get there. Like people yeah. think, oh, man, you just want to get there and win. But like the small things, like you, you, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to look too far ahead. You got to, like, to get there, you got to take it game by game, practice by practice. And next thing you know, you, whatever you are in the conference, win the regular season, win championship, and like it just flies by. Yeah. But if you, take, if you take it game by game, that's how it always ends up happening. That's how it happened last year. And that's you know, man, you can police escorts to the arena for March Madness. And then yeah. and you was like, man, this what just happened? I just started conference in January. And that's you know, you can police escorts to the arena. So, man, like I just said, man, it's like it's it's an experience like no other, man. You got fans from all over the country coming to support you. Like they, they might come in like just unbiased, just looking to watch some good basketball. They might come in as a so-and-so fan. They still know by the second half they're South Florida fans. Yeah. So like, that's that's usually how it works. So I just man continue to share the experience with them, man, and then making sure they're they just they just stay focused throughout the season because winning like 
it's, it can get to your head. All this pats on the back, congratulations, man. Mm-hmm. So you kind of lose the edge, but I just keep on letting them know, man. We still got a long ways to go. Like we, like we had a great season so far, yeah. but our end goal is not to be first place on February, whatever it is, right now. 16th. So, February 16th. That's, 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 that's not the end I'm glad goal. you don't even know. That's not that's the goal. What, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's not the end goal. The end goal right. is to win this conference championship. So yeah. until we do that, and you could be, you could be, you can be pleased, but you can't be really satisfied. All right. So um, I know a little bit about Kennesaw State. Um, have a good friend, longtime friend, Hunter McKay, which I'm yeah. sure you you remember Hunter from yeah. up there, uh, Rich's son. By the way, he told me. When you guys were coming here, he said, "Wait till you see Chris Youngblood play, and wait do you get a uh, wait do you get a taste of Coach Amir? They're both awesome. They're going to do amazing things at USF." And I was like, "All right, I'll store that in the memory bank." <laughs> he was spot on. He was spot on. And I asked you about your coach earlier. I think we went off on a tangent. So, give me a little bit more on Coach Amir um, and what he has taught you. Man, Coach Amir, like outside of basketball, he's taught you. He's taught me just how to go about life, like. Because one thing I learned about basketball, man, like it, it's a direct correlation to how you live your life, whether it's on the court, off the court, or in in school. So like he's just taught me just just kept on. I had good habits coming to college, but he just excelled them times ten, mm-hmm. and just taught me the ins and outs of how to live right and how to go about certain things and how to lead. And that's one of the probably the most important things. Like I've he doesn't even know, but I take like I take mental notes from him for the past three or four years of like how to. Like I've, I've used his coaching tactics on how to lead, and he doesn't even realize it yet. So uh, he's That's very sarcastic. So cool. That's one thing I really remember. He's very sarcastic. <laughs> he's very sarcastic. And then I, 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 I guess recently I became sarcastic. That's what everybody else says. But, man, he's just – just just watch him coach and just teach uh, for the past four years, man. It's, it's helped me lead a team even behind closed doors because I'm not the type of person to just be screaming and yelling all the time. Right. But if it, get, if it gets to the point, I will do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, Cody, yeah, Coach Mary, he he's taught me, and then the, the relationships. He's very intentional about his relationships, and I think that's how he's gotten his team to play so hard for him. Because yeah. it's kind of hard for a first year head coach, man. It's kind of hard to earn that uh, that person's trust, and just won't they want to play hard for him for somebody that they just met. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought that's just a testament how how good of a leader he is to get a, a brand new group of guys to play. Their heart out for them. Like that's 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 different. Not, you don't get that everywhere. No, and it's certainly been a difference maker here. You don't often see teams come together like this. So, uh, mm-hmm. and, and this is kind of the last question because I've heard you say this a bunch of times, and I I I, I try to practice this in parenting and other intent other other things. When people say intentional relationships, I'm guessing that means you you go out of your way to say, "Hey, Jaden, we're going to lunch today," or "Hey, we're hanging out this weekend," or "Hey." All the guys, we're getting together this weekend. It's not just waiting for practice, not just waiting for the lunchroom. You're going out of your way to make intentionally, right, mm-hmm. to create these relationships. That's what we're talking about, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like I ain't going to lie. When, when we first got here during the summer, like, I didn't like it. But Coach, uh, he made everybody, like, like, it was like for like two weeks straight. He assigned, like, lunch dates. Like, I didn't want to call lunch dates, but – he assigned like two people. I uh, mean, y'all have to go go out to lunch this week, and he'll give us a list of questions, man. It'll be like siblings, your name, and your your mom and dad. How about that? Where you're from? And I'm like, coach, you really don't have to do that. Like, I got it taken care of. Like you, but I'm like, hey, you got it. You the coach. 
But so he did that. And then ever since then, man, like it wouldn't even be like going out to eat. It would just be an everybody. We just come over to um, my spot, man. It would be a couple of players. We'll play 2K, Madden. And we just, just just do some small stuff, just being yeah. around each other yeah. versus just being locked up in your room all day. Because it's easy to do that when you after a long yeah. day, man. You just want to go to sleep and just chill out. Right. But being around your brothers, man, just building that relationship day by day, man. Whether it's 30 or 45 minutes, like just something, something. Like you see outside of the facilities because you we ain't here so much, man. You need to take your mind off basketball. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Chris, listen, man, it's been so fun talking to you and getting to know you. Um, you are obviously a great leader on this, this basketball team, um, and I can see why. Uh, it has been such a success. It doesn't happen by accident. It takes great leadership on the floor and, and from the coaching staff, and clearly this team has that. Um, so many of us will be there on Sunday for the first time in a long time because of you and because of the coach and this team, and it's great to have basketball back in Tampa Bay, especially college basketball. I love it, That's and uh, I cannot wait to be in that atmosphere on Sunday. So thank you and, and your teammates, and we look forward to it. Win or lose on Sunday, you've brought in the passion back. And I know there's a lot more in it. So thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate y'all for having me. All right. Chris Youngblood right there, USF Basketball. If you don't have a ticket, sorry for you. Sold out. But I'm sure you can get them on the secondary market. How about that? We're scalping Bulls basketball tickets now. How about that? That's pretty cool. JP, you know what I was thinking the the entire time that y'all were having that conversation, and I, you know, I I didn't I didn't jump in because I I knew you had a lot to talk to. I was waiting I, for I just, you too, but that's okay. Yeah, no, I know. I just and you know I don't know that much about his game or the program, um, admittedly. So, but what I heard was a kid who sounds like a future head coach. When his I know, right? Days are done. Right? That's all I could hear. Man, was was. God, this kid's going to be a great coach someday if that's what he chooses to do when he's done playing. Yeah, that's a great thought. But, you know, he's he's mature beyond his years. He is mature beyond his years. <laughs>